One for you, just Scotty boy. Woo! That was all for you. You feel that? Uh, welcome to Happy Hour Open Mic here at Mutiny Radio. Yeah! You guys know the deal. You're going to do four-minute sets. I'm going to honk an annoying horn at three minutes. You won't miss it. It's very noticeable. Uh, and... Um, that's pretty much it. If you go outside and to have a conversation or smoke a cigarette, like go far enough away that I can't hear you. Because uh, when you stand right out, when you stand right outside, I can definitely hear you. Uh, and I have been guilty of this, so you know, no, no hypocrisy here. The internet. Uh, okay, so uh, we're gonna get right going. Um, coming to this stage, uh, she is the godmother of comedy, and she would be hosting this if she didn't have more important shows to do. No, she got real ass books. You know that's to be rewarded. Uh, coming to the stage, she's the best. She made me a sandwich. I, I ate a bite of it. It's so good. Okay, it's Pam Benjamin. <laughs> I didn't even put weed on the sandwich. COVID's over. Yay. You know how I know COVID's over? On my way here, there was a man on the bus eating a tuna sandwich. That's it. That's, it's, it's over. We're eating tuna sandwiches on the bus. Everyone can smell it. It's a nightmare. The nightmare is back, friends. I have a lot of, I don't know how your COVIDs were, and if anyone had any FOMO in any way, um, a really shitty thing happened to me. My entire friendship bubble all got gonorrhea, except me. <laughs> I know, so much FOMO. Like, how am I the prude? I'm like, I want to be at the fuck. Everyone fucked, everybody except me. So much FOMO, kids. My grandma always said ugly people fuck too. I don't know. I'm like, am I ugly? If I, why am I not fucking? She told me, am I pretty? I can't. I don't know, Grandma. What did it mean? I was nine, so I don't. It's hard. I'm trying to be a better person. Every day I'm waking up, and I'm trying to be a better person, and right now I'm working on vanity. I'm trying not to be so vain, and I don't wear makeup, 
but it's still like it's still it's a va- vanity thing and I get up I put these outfits on and I'm it's like ugh, and I don't it's not like I want people to look at me or whatever but I'm like you know I, I try to put it together <laughs> whatever but I'm trying to be less vain so I'm not looking in any reflective surfaces on my walk to work so I walk like two and a half miles a day so that I can wear cute outfits but I'm not, I'm purposely not looking in reflections because that's vain. But then I realized that not looking in mirrors is just as vain as looking in mirrors because I'm forcing myself not to look in the mirror. So vanity is just an inverted disco ball and you're in the center of all the mirrors with like a flashlight and it's like, woo, 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 woo. You're so vain. I bet you think this joke is about you. You're so vain. It is about me. It's all about me. Here's the other thing is that trying to be, trying to work on yourself is even more vain because it's like emotional vanity. It's like spiritual vanity. It's like, look, I'm trying to make myself a better person. And isn't that vanity in itself? Am I thinking, am I smoking too much weed? Is that what's happening right now? I don't know. No one else thinks about vanity. You're all narcissists, and it's just part of the deal. It's like, fine. Of course there's vanity. Why are you trying to get rid of the vanity? It's because I'm so lonely. Uh, I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. So I actually, (laughs) I started doing what the kids did. I started watching the porn, and it it was terrible. It infected my computer. It diseased my computer. My computer has a virus. I have no STDs. Nobody wants to be anywhere near me. My, com- my Chromebook is now just a book. It's just on the shelf. Even Mark Neuer tried to look at it today, and he's like, oh, Pam. It wa- it's, no, he's like, the Russians really do have it. And I was like, no! Cool. So I've never, because I'd never watched porn to get off, because my ex-husband, he, we were both really Christian, and we were married. We were together for 13 years, and I'd never, he was the first guy I ever slept with, so it was the only dick I ever saw. And we'd go to parties, and they'd be like, oh, my God, your husband's dick's so big. And I'd be like, yeah, because he, he was black. And I forgot to mention that part of it. I'd be like, oh, my God, his dick's so big. It's crazy. And then um, I left him after 13 years, and I slept with my first white guy. And I was like, holy shit, your dick is huge. And he said, six inches is pretty standard, really. And I was like, whoa, perspective. So I never, I'd never watched porn because I had nothing to compare it to. Uh, and also, he wouldn't let me have dildos. And I never understood why, but now I do. Um, but anyways, my computer is infected, and uh, this guy in Russia was like, give me 212 Bitcoin or else everyone's going to know what you're masturbating to. And I don't care. I'm going to get ahead of it, Stephen from fucking Russia. So I was watching um, fat women with strap-ons fucking consensual men. It was great. And then um, gay, super gay, Twinkie orgies, like skinny, hot, young boys just fucking each other and uh, sucking and fucking. And the reason I like these types of porn is that everyone's having a good time and everybody truly wants to be there. Like, right? Nobody's, nobody's sucking a dick because they don't have rent or their kid's in the other room or they're afraid that their mom's going to, whatever. No one's on fentanyl. Okay, thank you for the time. Love you guys. Bye. I'll, do, I'll come up for one. I'll show a little bit of gusto here. Look at me getting back on stage. Everyone say bye, Pam. Bye, Pam. And then she didn't. And then she doesn't leave. <laughs> no, Pam. Okay. Okay. Everyone, hold on. Hold on. 
Ah, oh, Pam Benjamin. What? Okay. Coming <laughs> coming to the stage. Uh, where did he go? Hey, get not not you. It, yeah, no. It, we the the order fucked up. Don't worry, you're next, buddy. Coming to the stage is not the comedian disappointedly sitting down. It's the comedian that's still standing outside like he's not next, looking into the distance. It's Dom! Come on, come on. Okay, I'm starting your time now. Hey, everybody. Hey, good to see you guys. I haven't been around. My dog needed its teeth cleaned and extracted, and that was close to three Gs. So I, you know, into like dog doesn't get blood and the poison in their blood, you know, and just have the dog suffer if you own an animal. It's just been a pain in the ass, being broke as shit, whatever, scrounging up shit here and there, you know, staring at the wall. I ask people sometimes in the community, like, what would you be doing if you weren't be doing this, you know, and you hear X, Y, and Z, you know? And I tell people I'd be staring at a fucking wall or walking around randomly at all fucking times with my dog, which is exactly what the fuck I've been doing. So, yeah, my buddy from Fresno's always ripping on San Francisco. And it's like, what in the holy hillbilly are you talking about, man? You can shoot 24 hours of video in Fresno and have enough footage to produce 24, uh, produce two seasons of Cops. But he thinks they're fancy because there's this homeless on Fresno streets. Yeah, they're all in sewers or under freeways. And when they do come out, it looks like the Dust Bowl collided with the Night of the Living Dead. People selling pussy at the gas stations for 20 bucks. That's what locals call fill-ups, then feel-ups. 20 bucks on pump number five, and then another 20 to pump some chicks twat. <laughs> you know, maybe you catch her at the beginning of the shift and stuff like that. If that's your thing, that's a good fucking deal, you know? It really is. <clears throat> mayor's, Fresno's current mayor is Jerry Dyer. Yeah, he's a real fucking peach, you know? Uh, so before he was mayor, he was the chief of police. Before he was the chief of police, he was the cop for a long time with that Fresno PD. <clears throat> he was on the force uh, with seven other cops who were known members of the Klan, open known members of the Klan. He once shot and killed another cop, then had it covered up. Yeah. Really good guy, you know, he's going to get reelected too. <laughs> yeah, and my friend wants to talk shit about San Francisco. Like, psh has to be all the fumes coming from all the big rigs driving through that armpit. You tell them we'll recover unlike your sewer people meth addicts. Yeah. And eating with the guy, it's the opposite of a pleasant. It's just kind of gross. He literally grew up on a farm and has a country beard, and it's like eating with a goat. Every time he chews, food falls out of his mouth. Sometimes it'll get stuck to one part of his beard and just stay there like stranded rock climbers. But he's getting a little bit better. He's getting a little bit better, but he'll still cough with an open mouth full of food at the table or belch like Booger from the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, I'll stop there. All right, everybody, good to see you. Okay, I'm too lazy to go back up to the stage. We're going to do it from here. All right.
Uh, coming to the stage is the he was ready. He got all that momentum. Here he comes. It's Duraj. Hey, hey, shout out to Dom. I've never seen someone with both their hands in their pocket through their set. That was that was interesting. Uh, so this one time in college, I, I got home late from this party and, um, you know, I, I got to my front door and I realized I forgot my, I like lost my keys. Uh, so I was locked out. I texted my housemate. He was like, don't worry, dude, I'll be there soon. Just stay right there. So I thought it was going to be like five minutes, but I ended up waiting there for like an hour. And what made that worse is just that like the girl in the hall, like right across from us was having sex like super loudly. And it, like, at like at first I was like, ew, gross, you know. But then after like 10 minutes, I was kind of like, you know what? I don't know who this guy is, but he's kind of laying it down. Like he's putting in work. Holy shit. Like. I was like, dude, girls don't sound like this for me. What the hell? Like, like, part of me kind of wanted to stick around and, like, see if I could catch that guy on his way out so he could, like, give me some pointers or something. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's weird, but I try to approach him the same way I'd approach, like, a famous comedian. Like, I'd be like, hey, what's up, man? Big fan. I've been listening to your work for a while and pretty blown away. All right, cool. Guess you guys were not blown away with that new joke. Fuck. Uh, here's another new one. You guys ever been in a group chat and you notice, like, or you ever been in a group chat where, like, one person is just clearly hitting on another person in the group chat and you just have to sit there and get those message notifications? Okay, sorry, Art. I have friends who... <laughs> Damn, I guess that... Man, I guess some, none of these premises are relatable. <laughs> Damn, dude, I've never, like, looked into someone's face after saying a premise and they're just like, nah, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Group chats, what are you talking about? You can... Uh, girls can be in group chats, too, or... God, like... Damn, dude, this is a... It's a real sausage fest here at fucking Mutiny Radio. Okay, cool. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't need you people. No, I'm just, I do need you people for validation, dude. Fuck. Yeah. All right, here, here, here's another new one, and this premise can't possibly fail. Nah, you know what? I actually don't want to do it. Uh, yeah. You guys fuck with suicide? Damn, I thought that was going to be the one to crack you guys. Holy shit. But um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing that I, I think is weird about suicide. Like, you know, uh, when I was a kid, people used to tell me, they used to be like, hey, man, uh, suicide is kind of this selfish thing because, um, you know, you're leaving all these other people with your problems, right? And as an adult, I don't think that's true because I looked at the statistics and I found out the most common day to kill yourself is Monday. Huh. Kind of a nice move if you think about it. You guys don't know what I mean, think about this. Your friend kills himself on Friday, today, after Mutiny Radio. 
kind of kind of like a bad vibe, you know? Like the that's not the mood you want to head into the weekend with, you know? Like you're like you go to your friends, you're like, "Hey, you guys ready for Outside Lands?" They're like, "Nah, dude." Diraj killed himself after he bombed at Mutiny Radio. Yeah, what, dude? Fuck you guys, dude. No, no, fuck you guys, you little. I'm gonna kill myself out of spite now. What's up? Now you guys are bad people. Nah, okay. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> All right, thanks, Spencer. Don't kill yourself. We don't wanna be liable. Okay, uh, is Melissa here? Okay, great. You're next. I'm playing it real subtle. Okay, coming to the stage. She's hilarious, and she's also here. Now I know. It's Melissa Christine. Thank you. Sorry I didn't check in. Thanks for hosting. No, it's cool. Uh, so, I'm atheist. I'm a proud non-believer, and, you know, but if you believe in God, or if you, like, talk to God... Don't tell him that I said that. Speaking of godless, I've been thinking about the homeless crisis. It's crazy that we let it get to the point where regular working people can't afford rent. But then we're like, why are all these people living in the street? Like, oh, you can't afford to live inside, but why are you living outside? This is gaslighting. Why is your stuff everywhere? Look, I know you've been through like devastating trauma and hardship or whatever, but you're acting all weird. You're yelling. Stop being crazy. I have not been in a relationship in a while, so I'm trying to be a good partner to myself. And I'm literally like being in a relationship with myself. So I'll be like, thanks for doing the dishes, Melissa. You're welcome, Melissa. You crushed it in that presentation today. You really think so? I know so. High five, Melissa. (laughs) Melissa, do you remember that guy's abs at the gym today? Oh, I've been thinking about it all day. Weird, me too. Yeah, it's got me feeling kind of sexy. No way, me too. You're so beautiful, Melissa. Stop. No, really. Do you like that? You know I do. Should we take this to the bedroom? No, I can't wait. Let's do it on the couch. But my roommate might come home. I've known your body 37 years. This won't take long. You're so bad. No, you are, Melissa. You are so... I'll make love to me, it's just me and me, and I'll hold me tight. Do you know what I just remembered, Melissa? Yes, Melissa. We're at Mutiny Radio. Yep, yep. So, just saying I love myself. And for saying I'm straight, I have sex with a woman a lot. (laughs) I think we're all a little gay. Uh, I have depression. Another fun fact. And 
for me, medication helps, therapy helps, exercise has been super important, um, and just going on a walk for me isn't enough. I do really intense workouts. Like I go to the gym, I hit it hard. Like I kill myself at the gym so that I don't kill myself. You guys are a very supportive bunch when people bring up suicide. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I love the timing of the horn every time it gets me. Uh, so I told my therapist that joke about suicide and she didn't think it was funny. <laughs> So you had to take it seriously. Started asking me questions like, you know, do you have a plan to kill yourself? No. Do you have guns in your home? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Thank you, Muni Radio. Have a good night. Give it up for Melissa. All right. Coming to the stage. He's got a nice baseball cap to hide the fact that he's completely bald. It's Art G. Woo! Good joke, Spencer. Give it up for Spencer, guys. He's so hosting today. Yay, Spencer. I like how everybody's talking about suicide. I think comedy is a lot like suicide, you know? Every set is either a failed attempt or you're killing. Uh, no, that was a failed attempt. I'm going to fucking kill myself now. All right, we're going to try some new jokes. Uh, I was driving the other day, and I got pulled over for no reason. I had no idea why I was getting pulled over, right? And it was really scary. It was kind of like when I don't know where you get a we need to talk text, you know? You're like, am I wrong or is the police officer just on his period? No, I was wrong. But it wasn't my fault. I had a taillight out. So I got a fix-it ticket. You know what a fix-it ticket is? You do? You, you look so mad that I asked you that question. First of all, fix-it is something you need to do with your attitude, okay? But a fix-it ticket. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But a fix-it ticket, basically something wrong with your car, you got to fix it. You go to a police station and show proof that you fixed it. They sign off and you're good. You understand that? Okay, good. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So I had to find a police station to go to, right? So I started searching up police stations near me. And there's one in Golden Gate Park that's a horse stable. They have horses at the police station. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to that one, you know? And it was a Golden Gate Park. It's right next to the buffalo enclosures. I like animals, right? So I was like, I'm going to go check out the buffaloes. Then I'm going to check out the horses. When I had enough, I'll walk into a police station and see the pigs. I think it's going to be a great, great day. Okay. They don't like calling cows pigs. Oh. <laughs> that was a warning shot. Okay, look, here's the thing. Here's why I said that is because I found out that the cops at that police station, the horse table, are the ones that got in trouble, right? So they can't be on the streets anymore, but not enough trouble that they got fired which means nobody recorded what they did. I think that's what it means, right? So they're at the horse tables, which is like, what other job do you fuck up and get a better job, right? If you ask me, that's some horse shit. Ah! No, nah, but if I was a cop, I think I would just, you know? Like, that's my incentive for not fucking up. I'm racially profiling everybody. Like, send me to the horse tables. New concept. I don't know if it works or not. <laughs> some people like it, some don't. Uh, I, uh, I, I grew up in Russia, actually. You heard of Russia? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, it's a very homophobic place. Did you know that? It is homophobic. They got better, though. But they were so bad that them getting better still makes them hella homophobic. Here's what I mean by that. 
Years ago, there were certain parts of Russia where you could get arrested for being gay. Isn't that fucked up? Fucked up. But they got better. They made some progress. Nowadays, they no longer arrest you for being gay. They just give you a fix-it ticket. And they tell you, you got 90 days to straighten it out. Ah. I wrote that whole fucking fix-it ticket just to do this joke. And <laughs> I don't think either one of them really works. Great. I got the light. Uh, one minute. I don't have any new jokes. Do we do? How was your day? Oh, Jesus. Good? How was your day, Spencer? Bad? Getting worse. Getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's end it at this. I, uh, I, I find it funny how Apple as a company, they have all these different emojis to try to be representative, right? They have an emoji for a pregnant woman a pregnant man, and a pregnant non-binary person, which is cool. But if they want to be progressive, shouldn't they not only have emojis for pregnancy, but also for abortion? You know? Like, it could be something cute, like a baby skull, or a coat hanger, or huh. just a pregnant woman falling down the stairs. Jesus. <laughs> Should I end it at that? I'll end it at this one. Did you have an emoji for a woman with a beard? This is true. If you type in beard, you'll see there's a woman with a beard, which is great because there's finally representation for Armenian women. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Woo! Give it over, RG. Okay, uh, I haven't seen them, so. Uh, okay, but is Emily Rudolph here? Okay, then your next comedian is the shortest comedian on the lineup. I'd put money on it. It's Emma Brennan. Woo 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 woo. What's up, guys? Let's hop right into it. All my favorite brand bands from high school are canceled now because they all have sexual allegations. Sex fuck, I'm fucking up already. I'm going to restart the joke. It's a joke, and I like it. Okay, take. I'm taking three seconds back. I like it. Great. Okay. All my favorite bands from high school are canceled now because they all have sexual misconduct allegations against them. I find that really disappointing. Because I was at all the shows. <laughs> I was so close. Jeez. What about me too? Ah. Nice. That was worth it. Thanks, Spencer. Yeah. I'm a Gen Z person. It's cool. It's a lot of fun. It means we don't really have to know a lot of things. We're so, we know how to use all the tools. We don't actually have to learn anything. I'm smart enough to download an application to my browser so now I have an old British lady just reading me everything I need to know. Huh. Fall asleep at night to the sound of her cunty voice. Reading me my textbooks. Not learning very much. But it doesn't matter because I have Chad GDP to write all my essays. Yeah. Going to college in 2023 is a lot like working in tech. You just Google the answers to all of your assignments. And if that doesn't cut it, then you pay someone overseas to do it for you. Sick. Cool. I'm really working off the notebook right now. Uh, you know how like people say when you grow up, you become more like your parents? I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become a lot more like my little brother. By that, I mean I've been transitioning into a frat boy. I've been drinking a lot more. I really have. <laughs> it's becoming a problem. I kind of I have a new drinking game. Do you guys want to hear about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I call it early stages of alcoholism. You drink whenever you're around booze, and you lose when you get your first DUI. I haven't lost yet. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Uh, I've been hanging out in a lot of bars because of that. And I was recently in a bar by myself, and I was watching these little children, and I saw a girl in, like, a purple princess dress beating the shit out of her little brother. I realized in that moment nothing possibly could make me happier than watching a little girl beat up a little boy. I think maybe the only thing that could top it would be watching a little girl beat up a grown man. I need to get more people beyond this, behind this. I want to like humbly request the Asian parents stop pushing their little girls into music and start putting them in MMA. I want to see them in the ring and I want to see it aired on the Disney Channel. Women's empowerment for you. Yeah, cool. Talk about my mom. I'm going to talk about my mom. Fuck you. Uh, I have a weird relationship with my mom. Like, I don't really respect her as a person, but I like her. <laughs> I like her enough as a mom. Just, we never had, like, a great relationship. And I was visiting her. And she sat down with me, and she looked at me very seriously into my eyeballs. And I thought it would be like a really like an emotional connectioning moment. And what she said to me is, is Emma, you need to get a vibrator. Ah. That's not something a mom should. And I feel like I could just never own a vibrator now. What am I going to do? I'm just going to be laying there in bed just like, oh, fuck. I need to call my mom. Ah. Sick. Okay, bye. Woo! Also, also uh, good job at the San Jose uh, Improv Open Mic, Emma Brennan. Woo! Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Uh, still no Rudolph. So we are going to move down the list um, to a very nice gen young gentleman uh, by the name of Harvey Wusserbaum. <laughs> Get him, Harvey. Hey, y'all. How we doing? I recently decided I'm going to make an artistic shift. In my material, I'm gonna get a little political, okay? I have some hard-hitting political takes I wanna share with you. Instead of my usual stuff, talking about black people all the time, you know what I'm saying, Tony? So, uh, we live in San Francisco, right? The other day I heard someone say, there's no such thing as biological sex, right? And I was like, uh, come on. Okay, virgin. Like, you know. That's gonna conclude my political material. Back to the good old the good old stuff. Um recently found out that uh deodorant has aluminum in it, and aluminum gives you cancer. So I swapped. I swapped from aluminum based 
uh, deodorant to no aluminum, I guess. Aluminum free. Um, and it's been nice. I picked up smoking. Um, if I'm paying eight bucks for a stick of D, you know I'm, I'm getting something out of it too. Uh, okay. So uh, growing up, I had, I knew this guy. His name was Robert. And Robert and I ended up being friends. But when we first met, me and Rob uh, did, not, did not get along. In fact, I had a big problem with Robert. And our problem was I was seven and Rob was uh, so, he was so autistic, very autistic man. He was my mom's friend's son, so we sort of hung out a lot. Um, and my problem with him was at seven, no one had sat me down and explained to me what autism was. So uh, this, this was compounded by the fact that Rob's special ability, that's unfortunate, unfortunate wording of that, his special talent, his talent, was uh, he was great at drawing. He was a great artist. So whenever I asked my mom, I was like, hey mom, uh, love hanging out with Rob, but like what's up with this guy, you know? She would tell me, well, he's, like, he's severely autistic. Uh, and I thought she was saying he's severely artistic. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, look, mom, I get it. The kid can draw. He's nice with a pencil. But I feel like you guys are missing the bigger picture here, OK? <laughs> Me and my brother showed him a video, uh, funny, like America's Funniest Home Videos, of a baby uh, that kept falling over. He couldn't stand up. And then like, then on, Rob was just knocking over babies on site uh, whenever he was around one. So I thought that was a little suspicious, uh, suspicious personally. Um, I had a two-year-old little brother uh, who was not a fan of Rob, let me tell you. He was, he was right, right in Rob's uh, target demo, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, maybe we can do something with that. Uh, I got broken up with recently. Uh, and it felt like when I got broken up with, she was giving me a lot of reasons, and not all of them felt right for a breakup. Like, it, it felt like she was sort of jamming like she had, like she was trying to get to three good reasons to break up, but she really only had two. Um, <laughs> so she was just like jamming shit in there that I was like, okay. So like her first reason was like you're tired all the time, and then it was like you have nothing in common, or we have nothing in common, and then she was like you have sleep apnea, and <laughs> I was like, first of all, lady, you got sleep apnea too. That's why I'm tired all the time. Also, that's something we have in common. So kind of right your whole. Shabang with that one. We're, we're staying together. Um, I can't remember the end to that one. I'm done. Thanks, guys. Woo! Let's take a quick moment to appreciate how dirty the word compounded is. Compounded. Okay, coming to the stage next. Very nice young man again. Uh, last name Darum. First name Sean. It's Sean Darum. Woo! Emily's here. You'll be next. Woo. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Okay, fuck you. All right. I don't even know what I want to say right now. I realized recently that I 
Uh, fuck like a cop. Yeah. Anyone else? No? Yeah, fuck like a cop. Um, the girl will be riding me, and I'll be laying there screaming, Don't move! I'll shoot! Body cam footage is wild. It's okay. Real people laugh at that joke. You guys are dumb. I hate you. Okay. I'm just going to keep insulting you if you don't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> All right. I don't love any of these, by the way, so that'll be fun. I uh, I like mosh pits a lot. Not, not participating in them, but the idea of them is pretty cool. Because, uh, I just enjoy that, like, white people took that stereotype that we can't dance and instead started beating the shit out of each other. We can't take spicy food, but we'll take a punch to the face. It's fun. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I drove here for this, guys. It's fun. Uh, I'll do a weird one. I uh, I used to be a teacher with like children there, and uh, and this is something that like teachers know. But like, if you uh, the worst thing that can happen to you as a teacher is getting accused of sleeping with your children, right? It's the worst thing that could happen. And it's crazy to me because I spent like every day with hundreds of kids. I just couldn't imagine doing something so depraved as wanting to spend more time with them. How sick do you have to be? They don't even pay us overtime. This is great, y'all. This is fun to do jokes that I actually like to nothing. What else do I want to do? I'm going to do just terrible things because you guys deserve it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I uh, I never realize how dirty my floor is until I'm doing push-ups. And then I realize again. And then I realize again. And I realize again. And I realize again. And I realize again. I'm just gonna you guys aren't laughing at shit anymore. Yeah, I don't wanna tell you anything I like, so I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> Woo! Uh I don't I don't believe you can do that many push ups. Okay, coming to the stage next. She is the marketing director here at Muni Radio. It's Emily Rudolph. Woo! Hi. I don't know what's in this bag, but I'm very curious. Oh, Um, yeah. What's up, guys? Y'all seem really excited right now. I love it. Um, So I'm going to tell you guys a shitty ex-boyfriend story. Uh, good, good, Denise is here. I told this last week. 
Um, yeah, so I, before I tell the story, I like to say I'm really supportive of the LGBTQ community, but my ex uh, had a fetish, and uh, he was really into trans women, and I am a problem solver. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, that's okay, we can solve this problem, right? Like, there's stores for this. Uh, oh, yes. And so after a little Googling, I found myself at a lovely sex boutique. Sebastian is making such hard eye contact with me right now, and I don't know how to <laughs> feel about it. Um, I found myself at a really lovely sex boutique in Oakland owned by a, a black lesbian couple that was more than willing to teach me everything I needed to know about pegging. That's what the story's about, if you're not with it yet. So now we're here. And um, I don't know how many women in this room, the three of us, uh, how many of you have shopped for your own dick before? Yeah? It's kind of awesome. Like, honestly, I was overcome with all this masculinity that I've never experienced as a woman. Like, I was excited, you know? And I found myself reaching for, like, the biggest, blackest, veiniest cock that I could find in this store. And um, I walked up to the counter and I just like set my big black dick up there. And these two lovely women, I swear to God, just looked me in the eye and thanked me for supporting black business. <laughs> it's quite possibly the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, you guys have heard about swinger symbols, right? Yeah. Uh, anyone here a swinger? Sebastian? All right. I mean, that eye contact makes me question. I don't know if I believe it, but yeah, swinger symbols. I learned a lot about this. Uh, I was reading an article that toe rings, anklets, means a woman is a swinger, right? And like everything my grandma has ever told me made sense. I was like, okay, gross. Um, but where I'm from, a purple rock in, in the front yard, that signifies that the people who live there are swingers, right? Or, or if you see a pink flamingo out front. A plastic one, not a real one. I think it would be amazing if a real pink flamingo showed up, like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right? And somebody just runs out there, you know, try to take a picture, and their swinger neighbor Bob comes waddling out in a bathrobe trying to fuck him, you know? He's like, I don't know what the problem was. She was wearing a toe ring. And now they're into pineapples, you know, using that as a symbol. This guy knows. He's like, yeah. Uh, can we leave fruit alone? Like, we don't need this. I don't want a pizza delivery guy showing up at my house with, like, a full erection because I wrote extra pineapple on my Domino's order. Um, my grandma gave me my first vibrator, and she pulled it out of the pantry because that's where she keeps her snacks. I think that's nice. <laughs> that's also a true story, which is really weird. I need to make that into, like, a real joke. <laughs> Sweet. Um, this one's weird. I'll tell this one. So I'm really into reverse cowgirl. Ah. Anyone else? Yeah. Not the sex position. I'm really into trans cowboys. It gets me hot. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Woo! Emily Rudolph. All right. Come to the stage is another hilarious comedian. It's Denise Lee. Woo! I like that jacket. Thank you. I like your Hello. jacket. Oh, thank you. It has little pastas on it. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, I, I am, I'm a person who gets very easily tricked. I'm very easily tricked. I get catfished on the internet a lot. 
Uh, not by people, just merchandise. <laughs> like last week, I was catfished by a book. Okay, it's very humbling to be bamboozled by literature. It was a, it was like a classic online catfish, you know. Like I swiped right on a book because it looked cool and chill in the pictures, and then I saw it in person. And I was like, oh, this is like way thicker than the pictures. <laughs> this is like a plus size book, you know. I feel like beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, different strokes for different folks, you know. Some people like thick books, but it's not for me. Like, I support body positivity, but I like books slim and trim, you know. And I was tricked because the book only had, like, pictures from the front, so I was like, oh, that was the skinny angle. I tried to be open-minded. I was like, oh, it's the inside that counts? No, okay, the inside was worse. The words were so small. (laughs) If the book was going for, like, an older age demographic, like, why'd they have to make the cover so cute with little animals on it, you know? I feel like they did it on purpose to try and, like, trap young women. I felt dumb, you know? Like, don't judge a book by its cover because the book might judge you. It's not good. Uh, but but uh, in other news, if anyone wants to borrow my copy of uh, The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle by Haruki Murakami, uh, you can't because it's a step stool now. Okay, I I get discouraged a lot in life, but I also find inspiration in the most random places. Like whenever I want to give up, I think about the tenacity of fruit flies. (laughs) 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 Like that's a confident critter, right? Like fruit flies are incredible. They've lasted all this time. They've survived evolution, and they serve absolutely zero purpose, okay? And they still reproduce like crazy. They don't apologize for taking up space. Uh, I I get followed around by flies a lot. (laughs) I get very self-conscious when flies follow me around. Like, maybe the flies know something that I don't, and they're trying to send me a message, you know? Like, maybe I'm not even a human. I'm just overripe fruit, Uh, But I'm trying to reframe, like, when flies follow me around now, I think of myself as, like, a leader, you know? Um, Okay, cool, next. Uh, Okay, completely different. Uh, My whole life, (laughs) I've gotten stomach aches every time I eat pizza or ice cream. And I went to the doctor, and she ran, like, a bunch of tests for lactose intolerance. And it turns out I'm not lactose intolerant, but they did find this other condition that I suffer from. Uh, It's called overeating, okay? I would have preferred lactose intolerance because, I don't know, you can't blame gluttony on genetics. That's not, that's not as good. Uh, I, I'm not easily offended. I'm not easily offended, but a lot of my friends are. A lot of my friends are offended by, like, Asian stereotypes. And, and my, I, I, my friends will say things like, I'm offended when someone says I look like someone and they're Asian. No, I don't think I don't think it's that. I think they get offended when they get compared to someone who's ugly and Asian. You know, that's a little different. Like I've never been compared to like Constance Wu and been like, "Oh my god, how rude," you know. But if someone's like, "Oh, you look like the girl from The Ring," I'm like, "Okay, fuck you a little bit." <laughs> Ooh, yikes. <laughs> that's also suffering like me. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I, I think the internet's kind of a crazy place. Like, uh, one of my friends was telling me about how she met a guy online, but he rejected her because he called himself a Sigma male. 
I didn't know about this. Okay, apparently there's alpha male, beta male, sigma male. And I asked my friend what it was, and she said, oh, uh, the guy told her that sigma males are the rarest male species on Earth. They're lone wolves. They're mavericks falling outside the normal social hierarchy. And that's just a lot of words to say virgin. Okay, thank you. Is um is Kelly here? Okie dokie. Moving on. If he comes later, he can go. Okay. Uh, coming to the stage next. Uh, I think that he looks like a cool weatherman. Okay. It's Anthony Mitchell. Woo! Look at that stash. Look at that stash. Tell me I'm wrong. Thank you for that great introduction. Never gotten that one before. I'm going to add it to the roster. Uh, I'm in a great mood. I just uh, planned a vacation. I got real cheap, real cheap tickets to Hawaii. Not sure why. Uh, tickets were very inexpensive. They were having like some sort of fire sale. Uh, I'm excited. Going to lie on the beach, hang out with the smoke shows. Uh, can't wait. Need to get my sunscreen don't want to burn. Heard it's going to be hot down there. Uh, Hawaii's on fire. It's not funny at all. Thank you for not laughing. Solidarity or uh, mahalo. Uh, but, you know, the whole claim to flame with Hawaii is like smoke pigs, volcanoes, tiki torches. So it's kind of like perfect match. They're on fire right now, obviously. Uh, what's the deal? All the cool states are always on fire. California, New York, Hawaii, Kentucky just gets to exist. Yeah, I feel that way too. Uh, and like, but California has been really good this year. Like no crazy wildfires. Uh, it's only like these crappy third world countries like Hawaii and Canada that are ruining the ozone, but... California has been very good. Uh, it's great. A lot of people are saying it's global warming, that we're having so many fires this year. Uh, I don't really believe in global warming uh, because I live in San Francisco. They say it's like the hottest year on record. And I mean, yeah, I guess San Francisco has reached mid-60s. So there's that. i am been starting a lot of trash can fires. I've been trying to have my own hot girl summer. It's great. Uh, there's been an African country uh, just had a coup. It's called Nick, Nick. Niger. Boy, have I been mispronouncing that country's name for a long time. I understand why my social studies teacher doesn't like me. A uh, lot's been going on. I do feel like a weatherman today. It's just topical. Uh, a lot of people are talking about the Bidens, a lot of, you know, Joe, Hunter. Uh, no one's been talking about Joe Biden's dog. Apparently, Joe Biden's dog, like, will not stop biting the Secret Service. Uh, so it's really sad when Joe Biden's dog kills himself next week in a kennel by himself. And I'll end on this one. Lizzo is also under a lot of pressure, not just because her rhinestone belt is too small, uh, Lizzo had this show on Amazon where she just found the fattest women in the world 
and force them to dance for her pleasure. Uh, I mean, just close your eyes for a second. Now imagine Jabba the Hutt trying to twerk. Now imagine 10 Jabba the Hutts trying to twerk. That was the entire show. Uh, the title of the show was Bring on the Big Girls, which is much better than the original title, Hungry Hungry Hip Hop. And Lizzo is now under pressure, or under, she's getting sued because she took her dancers to Amsterdam and forced them to eat a banana out of a prostitute's pussy. And sh she's not getting sued because she forced the dancer to do it. She's getting sued because she forced her obese dancers to eat fruit for the first time in 10 years. All right, that's been my time. Give it up for your host. Uh, I run a bar trivia night at Barbary Coast every Wednesday, 6 p.m. See you there. Bye. Woo! Give it to them straight. What's the weather? What's the weather? Great. All right. Uh, coming up next to the stage, uh, he is here. It's Albert Lynn. Woo-woo. Get him, Albie. Hello. I've been having this problem, like, where strangers in public will give me their phones and ask me to take photos of them. And it's like, it's never because they believe I'm capable. They just think I... They just think I'm like not gonna steal their phones. Or they think I'm easy to tackle. I'm not, I'm agile. I do jumping jacks. I do a lot of them. Um, sometimes like I'll be outside and I'll hear like pr police sirens. I'll like, and they're really loud. And then I'll have the instinct to cover my ears. But then I'll go like, I need to be tough. So I'll just take it straight to the eardrums. But I like never know who I'm being tough for. Like. The police cars like driving by, the policeman like, damn, I know someone just died, but did you see that guy back there? Like, we turned the sirens up pretty loud today. He really took it. We should get him on our team. I think I'd be a bad police officer though, cause like, this is awful. I, if I kneeled on someone's neck, I'm pretty sure he'd just be like, yo, am I wearing a necklace? Or like, like a, like an Asian, but okay. I made, <laughs> I made, I made a, a little bit of a risky jump there, but it didn't seem to work. Like the, like the whole set. God damn it. I, um, I think Frisbee's the worst sport. Like, I just can't get into it, mostly because I'm not a dog. Like, I remember, because I had a bunch of friends, they would be playing, and then you ever just like, like someone threw a Frisbee, I was chasing it, and mid midway through the chase, I just stopped. And I gave up, and they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to go find new friends. That's the Frisbee material. Um, I have a pet bird, and I got it like two years ago. And a week after I got my pet bird, I bought a harness for my bird so I could like walk it outside. And I just think like the bird's probably the coolest pet to walk outside. Like People just like, hey, where's your pet? I'm like, look up. I um <laughs> my bird my bird's been looking lonely, so I have like I've been trying to find it a bird girlfriend, but it's like I can't figure out which birds are hot or not. So I think I'm just gonna get the bird with the biggest ass and the skinniest ankles. That'd be good. Kind of top heavy of a bird. Snap the ankles. Um, I have a I have a friend. He's like my best friend. He became a flat earther recently, and. 
So, like, I understand that. Like, I don't really judge him or anything like that. It's really hard to relate. Um, I try to be a supportive friend. Like, he does a lot of these live streams on Instagram, and most of the time, I'm, like, the only one watching. And then, like, I'll comment. I'll be like, why are you hiding in the shadows and, like, modulating your voice? Like, I'm the only one here. Like, the government's not after you. Like, you can chill out. Like, he, lo he loves prime numbers too much, I think. I think he just loves... I think he's just into flat earth theory because he likes prime number. Like, that's his cover. Like, he just. All right. That's been my time. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. You had a little. That, that horn means one minute, Albert, for, for future reference. You had more time. Uh, okay. I saw him earlier. Uh, Wally. Where are you at, Wally? It's Wally Hippolito. Woo. Man, cold crowd, huh? That's, that's what's up uh, what for you. You guys see the Alabama boat brawl? No? Okay. You guys watch Oppenheimer? Yeah, that show is crazy, right? Uh, I, didn't, I, I went to go watch at a 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Nobody told me that that was like the VA movie night. It's crazy. Like no one, no one told me that they treat that uh, World War II veterans treat Nagasaki like a Super Bowl. That shit was crazy. I walk in, right, and every everybody's 70 years old, got leather bomber jackets on, just like screaming out racial slurs and shit. It was like 1945 all over again, honestly. It was, it was great. It was fucked up because one of the scenes, uh, they were testing the bomb and they dropped it, and then the old guy right next to me, he's just like, yes. Does a little fist pump for America. I'm like, God damn. It was a fun time, but I felt bad for my friend Josh, right? Because he's Asian, and I could see him getting a little nervous. So I'm like, bro, hide your face. And then he's like, and he's like, but, but I'm Korean. I'm like, in, not in here you're not, bro. Not in here you're not. All right, cool. What else I have for you? Um, I'm, uh, I just got back from Florida. Yeah, you guys, any of you been to Florida before? You guys are fucking missing out, man. I was throwing out racial slurs like I was a 1945 fucking air pilot, you know? It was great. Nah, but air, no, but Florida is a crazy place. Like, nobody, you know, people aren't tripping about aliens anymore. I know why now. Because they're all in fucking Miami. In the form of, like, Cubans and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. You know what I mean? Like, like... Miami is a different world, guys. It is a world filled with, like, crooked teeth and BBLs as far as the eye can see. And it is amazing, honestly. Like, guys, everybody has a BBL there. Like, men, women, children, iguanas. Like, whatever you fucking see there, they got it. Like, I was talking, and it doesn't matter, like, how much money you got. Somebody got a BBL. I was talking to this one waitress. Her ass was so fat, she had to get safe serve certified twice to work at restaurants. That shit was crazy, you know? It was crazy. And one thing that kind of, like, they love DeSantis over there. They really do. Like, I walked into a store, and um, they were giving away uh, DeSantis 2024 matchboxes. And I, I went up to this lady. I got hot. I was like, what the fuck are you thinking, man? Like, DeSantis is terrible. Like, he's an idiot. He's very... Like, he cannot run this country. And the only thing this lady could say to me was, Ketido de cafe? I'm like, oh, shit. All right. 
I can't be bringing my politics to fucking little Havana. You know what I mean? They they don't even know fucking English over there, bro. All right, cool. Um, I'm in therapy. Uh, I th- I th- I think men are are you guys do you guys do therapy, guys out there? Okay, you dude. I, Guys, we gotta look after men who do therapy. We gotta do. We gotta look after our fellow men. You know what I mean? Like, if your friend is uh, going through a depressive state, you should check on him and call him and ask for his air mattress. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, like depressed people have the best mattresses. <laughs> that's like that. That's basically half the reason they're depressed is because they gotta get out of that comfortable ass bed <laughs> and do whatever the fuck they gotta <laughs> do in this life. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to kill yourself anyways. You might as well let your material valuables go somewhere where it's going to, you know, where it's going to last. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. What do I have? Um, No, I I went to the therapy uh, because I was going through a breakup. And, uh, you know, I really know, I knew I hit my, like, my rock bottom when I watched, like, Justice League, the Snyder Cut twice. Yeah, it was really, if you don't understand that reference, just imagine, like, Watching a video of your parents in doggy style for three and a half hours. Ah. Yeah, a- except it's your mom in the back doing it. You know what I mean? I- I'm going to leave you all with that horrifying thought of your parents getting <laughs> butt fucked, okay? I'm Wally Hippolito. That's my time. <laughs> w- Wally, give it, giving them jokes and leaving them with nightmares. Here we go. Uh, all right, coming next to the stage. Uh, I love this guy a lot. He's very cool and unique. It's Paul, the Grill Master, Robertson. I, I for one, like the Snyder Cut. So it was good. What does that say about me? Based on Wally's thing there. Um Yeah. You guys have no clue how much Jesus loves you. He, Jesus loves people. You have no clue. I think that's why he allows babies to get AIDS. He just wants to see him so quickly, you know? Just wants him home. Loves babies. I know. I've been getting older. Anybody here getting older? In the back? Just you? I've been getting older, and I've been thinking a lot about faith, you know? Not as much faith out there as when I was growing up in the 80s. Faith's a lot like AIDS, I guess. It's still out there have to work a little harder to catch it, you know? If it really, if you really catch it, it'll change you, you know? People haven't seen you for a while, it's like, Paul, you look different. So, anyway, faith, important. Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, yeah, if I was a pet... I would want to be an ESA animal, not a service animal. Like, service animals have to run into fires, drive your car, and interpret legal contracts. Uh, ESA animals, it's like, you like cuddling? You like cuddling? It's, it's, if, uh, if there's a service animal, a service animal is kind of like a single mom 
has to work two jobs and go to school at night and barely just somehow make it. Uh, ESA Animal is kind of like that girl on OnlyFans who people pay to watch her sleep. Make a hundred thousand. Oh, I just want to touch her nose. So cute. I wonder if she's hungry. Abe just came in the building. He thought it smelled like bagels. Um, yeah. Do 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 do. I don't. I don't ever want. I. I always want to be enthusiastic for people. I don't want anybody to ask me for advice ever. You know, if this someone comes up with me, and it, to me, it seems like the stupidest idea ever. I'm gonna tell them to do it. So I don't want to be the guy in retrospect who made it. The, like, like my friend makes it with this idea. It's like I had my doubters. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the doubter. I'm just like, yeah, that 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 baby harvesting idea. Just go for it. You, yeah. Is it one in a trillion chance it actually makes it? Like, I only had one supporter, and it was Paul. That guy is a genius. He's the one who told me I should harvest the babies, and God, look at us now, you know? I don't know if I would invest, but I would encourage, just so you know. Um, any, any, any of you guys really kinky? Yeah? What, what kind of kinks are you into? <sighs> Butt fucking? I, I could see that. What do you lube yourself before? Like give and take. Yeah, okay. I uh no, I don't have any kinks. I'm not I'm not a kinkster. Not that I'm trying not to yuck your yum or anything, but uh uh if I did have a kink, I wish I could you know, if my kink would be I wish I had the kink of liking condoms. That'd be kinky as fuck. You know, I wish my kink was uh just Safe sex is so sexy, man. I just get so turned on when there's condoms. You know the only thing sexier than condom wearing a condom? Two condoms. Oh, it's fucking sexy, man. That just gets me rock hard. You too, Sebastian? Yeah, you look like a condomizer. Rapper's whole body in a condom. Okay, I think I went over time. I'm Paul Robertson. Thank you. <laughs> there he is. All right, coming to the stage. Coming to the stage. He's very tall. He's very funny. It's Deep Tanchu. Woo! How's it going, Mutiny Radio? Thanks, at least. One person is happy to be here. What's your name, dude? Yeah. Michael? You had a great set at Improv. That was really nice, didn't it? Really funny. I said it on Instagram live. I guess some booker will book you for comedy salad now. Okay, yeah. I I, I I love my company. Like a lot of comics hate their day jobs, but I l like my company. I love that we have like a 50% split between men and women. Like 50% men, 50% women, one trans person. And I, I like it because it shows that anyone can be in tech, anyone can be an engineer as long as they are autistic. <laughs> okay, I had to wait a really long time, but at least <laughs> some <laughs> people, people laughed. No. Yeah, it's, it's just that like, if you're boring and unfuckable, my company will hire you 
to make boring and unfuckable AI. That's what we do. Yeah. But the good thing is that we, I, I am, I am responsible for building the AI. So all of the terminators in the future, they would avoid eye contact. Everyone would be safe. Yeah. Moving on to the next joke. Uh, my, my dad says some wild shit. Like if you think white people, parents are bad Indian parents who have never left India, they are worse. Like just imagine a white guy in 1950s or 60s, I guess. He, he, he asked me or he told me today that you should get married soon because if you wait a couple more years, you will become uglier, like not ugly. He already thinks I'm ugly. And <laughs> he said that pretty soon he'll have to lie to people and say, yeah, my son's son looks nice. It's all about the beauty in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dad, just stick to Hindi. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he also, he is just like a mean guy. He would say anything that comes to his head. He said that your last girlfriend was extremely ugly and next time try to get a better one. I was like that that's wild. Love is blind. Don't say that. And he said that it was only you who was blind in that relationship. <laughs> Everyone could see what was happening there. Yeah. Okay. Do I have anything else on my dad? Uh, not that safe to say on Instagram live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? I, I had some other thoughts too. I cannot remember them. Oh yeah. I was, I was walking near Embarcadero last night and I saw this guy, long hair, really bad face. He was smoking and coughing all the time. And I, I quit cigarettes a year ago. So I was like, I should help this guy out. And I reached out to him. I was like, sir, you can quit cigarettes. You are coughing so much. Your skin looks so bad. And then she said, go and <laughs> fuck yourself and mind your own business. So yeah, that's why you shouldn't. Uh, assume anyone's pronouns, things could go bad, but yeah, she was coughing really bad though. I was trying to help. Uh, I have a minute left. What should I do? I, I think I've been extremely unlucky in love and I think the city just makes it more difficult to date. Like last Saturday night, this girl, uh, I, I was seeing she was walking over to my place for some mediocre uh, love making and on the way she got stabbed by a homeless guy. Yeah. And I couldn't believe like how can anyone be so unlucky and of all the people that homeless guy chose to cock block me, a brown guy, nothing. Okay. I'll keep going with the joke though. Uh, okay, I'm done. Okay, all right, thanks, guys. That's my time. Woo! Give it up for Deep Tanshu. All right, coming next to the stage, lickety split. It's Kelly Evans. Where is he? Kelly. Woo! -hoo! 
are. I'm ready to get my soul crushed. What's <laughs> Let's fucking do it. <laughs> so Immunity Radio is great for, man. You think you're doing really well in comedy, then you come here and it's like, <laughs> nah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, what's up? Uh, I got I got ADD. What's up, everybody? Make some noise. We got it. Everybody's got it, I think. Um, it's going around. I got diagnosed a few years ago, and uh, I, and they gave me Adderall. Um, I'm I'm curious. Make some noise if you've ever done Adderall. All right. I don't remember you yelling for ADD, but that's cool. Um, hell yeah. No, I get it. It's the only mental health condition where people always want to do your drugs, you know? And people will actively tell you you're, you're more fun not on your medication. Nobody does that with pe people on schizophrenia. You know, people have schizophrenia. No one's like, you're so much more fun when you don't take your medicine. You're stabbing at the air, you know? Yelling into the void. God, we love it when you're like, you know? But no, I, I am a lot more fun when I don't take my medicine. I don't, I try not to. I took it today though, so we're gonna see how that goes. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, so another, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I, um, I had one of the symptoms of AD is something called hyperfocus, you know, where you're just like, you get really obsessive about like a specific thing. Like, I don't know, something you're researching like trains or Ashley <laughs> or whatever. Anyway, you know, it's not, it's weird. All right. So, but now I can at least be like, you know, Hey, I called you 46 times because I have ADD, you know, it's, it's my superpower. So it's not weird. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. People used to just think I was fucking weird. Now I can finally tell them I am not fucking weird. I am medically weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you guys uh, smoke weed here? We smoke weed. Yeah, everybody. I think in mutiny does for the most part. I don't. I'm not a fan of edibles. I had to stop eating them. Uh, pretty much right when I started, I went to an Easter brunch thing. Like uh, my friends invited me out somewhere I'd never been. Is like out way in Napa, and uh, we're out there smoking weed, drinking, having a good time, you know. And then uh, somebody's like, "Hey, do you want some edibles?" And the thing about me and edibles is I had never had one. So I was just like, fuck it. Let's do a lot. Sure. I don't know. Let's have five pieces. Is that good? And then my friend was like, that is too much. And I was like, I think I can handle it. And then uh, we had to drive two hours back to San Francisco, and I was in the back seat by myself, and I could not handle it. I could not. I was immediately freaking out. <laughs> I was fucking by myself, just panicking, and pretty soon I was like, I need to go to the hospital. I'm dying. Go ahead. Honk it. Yeah. I was like, I think I'm fucking dying. We need to go. They're like, are you sure you're not just really high? I'm like, no, I'm dying. We got to go. <laughs> and they're like, all right, sure. And then we get to the hospital. 45 minutes later, for some reason, where the fuck are the hospitals in Napa? <laughs> and then they wheel me in. I'm in a wheelchair for some reason, like a pregnant woman. I don't know why. They wheel me to the front. And then this woman looks at me, and she can kind of tell what's going on just by looking at me. And she's like, you don't have insurance. So <laughs> just to tell you, when I sign you in, you're in, there's a bill. And then I was like, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I just <laughs> walked out. I just walked the fuck out of there. The wheelchair just steadily rolling towards the wall. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Um, all right, I'm finishing this last thing because I think I have 30 seconds left. Um, you guys know yoga? 
What? Okay, yeah. Anyway, you guys, y yoga. We know yoga. Yoga is interesting because it started as a uh, uh, like a religious ritual as part of Hinduism to show the gods how pure you are. And uh, now it's in between Zumba and cardio work at my fucking gym. Like, what happened? I just think somewhere in Hindu heaven, there's a bunch of white women in Lululemon pants, very confused as to why they're there. And Vishnu's like. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Uh, Mike, you hear Mike? All right, coming to the stage next, it's Mike Luss. Woo! Is that how you pronounce it? Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I pronounced it wrong, but it's still cool. Well, I don't. I mean, I think you did a great job. All right, you know get it. I mean? Do your time. Don't flatter me. Well, okay, I'm just. I'm being serious. <laughs> um, I see it. No, guys, I'm a pro. Okay, I'm just trying to put this shit down for a second here. I know that guy earlier was saying I was funny at the improv, and uh, you know that was nice. But uh, I'm gonna do totally different stuff. So we'll see. You know, if um, it's gonna suck. But anyway, so. Uh, I saw Oppenheimer. I just saw Oppenheimer. Uh, fucking loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, it was a lot like McDonald's, you know? Like, I was sitting there, and I'm loving it. And, um, you know, I was in from the beginning, right? Like, I didn't, um, I wasn't even distracted by the fact that, like, you know, I'm a huge loser. And so, like, I'm watching this, like, incredibly successful man accomplish all these things, right? And I haven't done shit. You know, I'm sitting there at the movies. Like, that wasn't going through my head at all. In fact, like, in addition to being a loser, I'm also delusional. And so I was more thinking, like, maybe I should be, like, a genius scientist, build a big bomb, drop on Japan or whatever, you know? I could do that, I think. Um, and I'm sorry to spoil the movie if you guys haven't seen it, but we do nuke Japan in the movie. Um, and in real life, I guess. It's pretty fucked up, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't have done that, you know, if I was Oppenheimer. Um, it's a horrible mistake, you know. But I guess, like, at the time, we, you know, we, first of all, we built the bomb, like, to drop on the Nazis, right? And then, you know, the war was ending, and we are like, well, I guess we got to do something with this thing. We spent all this money, you know, building it and all this time and stuff. Um, it's probably what it kind of feels like to have a gun. I don't have a gun, but, you know, I feel like if I bought a gun, I would, like, want to use it, which is one of the reasons I don't have a gun. Um, but I think the Second Amendment is cool, you know, um well-regulated militia or whatever. Um, but I don't want to join a well-regulated militia. I mean, we saw them at the Capitol on January 6th, right? Um, I don't know what regulated means, but I'm assuming it's like a synonym for retarded. But, um, but yeah, it seems like they got that under control. So um, I'll leave that to them, you know? But, yeah, the Second Amendment's okay. I mean, the Fourth Amendment is personally my favorite. I think that's the one that says like you can't have so they don't they're not allowed to like make make you accept soldiers like to live in your house or whatever. Uh, I guess that was like a big problem back in the day. And God, that would suck, you know, if the government was like, "Hey, like this guy lives with you now." You know? 
um, like I saw a billboard that had a it was like military billboard thing, and it had a picture of a guy in like the whole outfit, you know, and he's like playing a trumpet, and it said "Be all you can be." And it's like if that's all you can be, um, maybe be something else. Don't live with me. But um, anyways, I got the horn or whatever, so. I yeah oh I I I know but I I got to get into the the main thing here which is going back to nuking Japan what a huge mistake that was they were so close right because I think we can all agree like you know if you do it over again you nuke China right um you know if you had the foresight the presence of mind um no I'm kidding I used to tell a lot of jokes about them I'm trying not to talk about them as much um so I'll end with something else talk about fireworks real quick. Um, fireworks were invented by the Chinese, coincidentally. Um, and what can you say about fireworks? Well, they're kind of annoying. They all look the same. And uh, that's fireworks, though, guys. And uh, you don't want to leave your dog alone around them, but that's also fireworks. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> all right. Mike, v vaguely threatening the Chinese. All right, I know, just, just, just jokey threats against the Chinese. Okay, next, coming to the stage, I, I love him, uh, yo, yeah, I've roasted him, it's Raphael Wolfgang, ow, 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 ow. Hey, how we doing, everybody, how's it going? So oh, good. Wow, that's the first time I've ever gotten that. That's <laughs> that's a sign of a bet just one so good. That's I've never gotten that before. That's very strange. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, um so uh my dad I was talking to my dad the other day and uh, my dad is a very major conspiracy theorist. Like a really really crazy. Anyone else have like a family member who's like like it's like real real crazy with it, you know what I mean? It's weird because like I I grew up with my dad, you know, so like I it, like Everyone, everyone thinks their dad is super smart growing up, right? But I thought my dad was, like, fucking wicked smart because he knew shit that nobody else fucking knew, right? He was, like, a fucking wizard. He was, like, Isaac Newton. He was way ahead of his time. No one could fucking keep up. Like, I'd be on the playground with my friends and I'd be like, hey, did you know that uh, uh, frogs give you warts? I was like, frogs don't give you warts, you fucking idiot. Something's turning the fucking frogs gay, though. That's for sure. That's a fucking fact. Everyone knows that. It's weird, you know, it's weird growing up with that, and, like, I used to believe all of this shit. I don't fall for it anymore, right? I've, like, grown up now, but now sometimes I still have, like, these things that are kind of lingering, you know, that I have to, like, get rid of, right? I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and he was like, hey, did you know that Michelle Obama is trans? And I was like, dude, Michelle Obama isn't trans. She's a lizard, you fucking idiot. What the hell are you talking about, man? She's a fucking lizard. Everyone fucking knows that. Barack Obama, that doesn't even sound like a human name. Barack Obama, <laughs> I've never met a Barack or an Obama. It sounds like a made-up fucking lizard name, doesn't it? Doesn't that kind of sound like a Star Wars name or something, Barack Obama? Like, Jabba the Hutt could have been Barack the Obama, or, you know, Boba Fett, Barack Obama, same thing. Darth Vader could have been Barack Obama, all of them. It just could have been, not because they're both evil or whatever. I'm not getting all weird on you guys, okay? I'm not, like, they're both evil. It's because they're both black, clearly. That's why. That's why he could be Barack Obama. That's true. <laughs> Barack Obama's African-American, and Darth Vader is african Space African. I don't know. Actually, that's not true. Darth Vader is white. Is Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> he's totally a white dude. He's just an ugly white dude under the mask. Barack Obama's the space African because he's a lizard. You guys remember that? Okay. 
Racial stuff never fucking works, man. I swear to God, it just never works. I just got to never, I always end up throwing it out. Um, uh, let's see. Anyway, so my dad was, uh, anyway, that my dad was telling me uh, about Barack Obama being a spa- space African. And then he was also telling me about mermaids. And uh, he was trying to convince me that mermaids are real recently. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Mer- mermaids aren't real. And he goes, what makes you think they're not real? I was like, I'll tell you why. It's because it's always a mermaid. It's always a female thing. It's never m- the merman, right? It's all about the mermaid. It's always a female thing. That's how you know that men really perpetuated that myth. You know what I mean? Right? It's just like some sailor walked into a bar one day. He's like, oh, my God, I just saw a fucking half-fish person. I swear to God. Everyone's like, shut up. No, you fucking didn't. He's like, I swear, it had big tits and everything. And they're like... Maybe we should hear this guy out. This guy seems like he knows what he's talking about. And then another sailor walks up. He's like, I saw a fucking fish with a big dick. And they were like, shut the fuck up. No one wants to hear about your fucking weird big dick fish, you motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. Never speak to me again. Not allowed in this bar anymore. <laughs> do, you think, do, you think if, do you think if fish had big dicks, people would still be putting them in aquariums? Like, I think they'd make shitty decorations <laughs> if they had dick. You know what I mean? Because you can't see their dicks. They're fucking invisible. Can you imagine, like, a big floating dick? Just like, like, hey, here's my beta fish, and here's my alpha fish. <laughs> like, ma'am, I'm just here to clean your carpet. I don't know why you're showing me that. <laughs> is that. Is that fish cum on your carpet? What the fuck have you been doing with these things? Okay. All right. Um, that is my time. You guys have been awesome. <laughs> Keep it going for your hosts, everybody. Woo! Woo-hoo. Uh, give it up for Raphael, a, a white guy wondering why the racial stuff doesn't work. <laughs> okay, it'll work one day. That's what all the white people say. Okay, <laughs> coming to the stage, uh, she is very funny. It is Alicia Tan. Woo! So I am from Singapore and I'm preparing for a show where I'm, prepar- where I'm going to perform to Singaporeans. So we're going to need all of your help to pretend that you're liberal on the outside but conservative on the inside. Yeah? Some of you don't even need to act. So, yeah. Okay. So when I got into the US, I was confused a lot when, when I just got here because sometimes I even, I even wonder if I speak English. Like the American names are so hard. Like who, who came out with Mississippi? Why is there so much C? Did Mitch McConney coin this name in the middle of a stroke? I th- I just find it so unnecessary. Okay, it's gonna be in bits and pieces. I apologize. No, actually, I don't apologize. Well, like the the amount of wildlife. Let's talk about wildlife animals. The amount of wildlife in the Bay Area is 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 insane. Like back home in Singapore, we have otters, cats. You know the cute stuff, and here you have things that eat those cute stuff like coyotes, there's a mountain lion. And so when the first time when I heard that there were, there were bisons in Golden Gate Park, my immediate thought was, how do they let such big scary animal live so close to residents? And my second thought was, can I eat them? It's okay, I'm Asian, I'll make the race jokes work. Uh, so it turns out the bisons are actually all fenced up and, and um, I can't eat them. Let's see. Well, so when I got here was the first time that I experienced racism. Um, there's this guy who came out to me from the back. So I'm, I'm Chinese Singaporean for context. And uh, so I speak Chinese and, and English. And so when the first time I got here, a guy came out to me from the back and he did this. 
konnichiwa. And then we looked at each other confused because my eyes were bigger than his. You guys are really encouraging, thank you. Um, and so, like, you know, back in Singapore, our parents push us really hard in education. And, and I always thought it doesn't make sense. Like, who cares about the man with 30 watermelons, right? Like, it's, it's just not practical. And then I realized that guy shops at Costco. And so it makes complete sense to a ton of everything, like enough c a cow to feed an entire village, or five pounds of peanuts, like you're a gentle, non-violent serial killer. That's a peanut allergy joke. Or say like enough toilet paper to tide the white men through the next time they eat authentic Thai food. That's a diarrhea joke. <laughs> okay, one more I'm gonna try. The other thing that, um, that, that was quite funny when I got here is that growing up back home in Singapore, um, our parents don't want us to waste food. They always made us finish all the food on our plate. Like keeping leftovers is just not a thing. And my parents would always try to guilt trip me by saying, hey, finish your food. You're so lucky you have them. You know, they are starving kids in Africa. And so there's no black people, there's very little black people in, in my country. And so, and so like um, growing up with this mentality, it was only in my late 20s when I came here and, and I met the first black person in my life. And so it was kind of awkward because I just went up to him and, and say like, hey, are you hungry? Is everyone back home okay? You want a snack? <laughs> and so I think that's why black people hate Asians. Hmm. <laughs> no, I think, no, it's a joke, you know. I don't, I don't get the black on Asian narrative because I think, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense because we, we are the people who made all the foldable chairs that you use to protect your community. And so we're allies. Oh my God, this crowd is too white to laugh at a black joke. Okay, fine. Thank you all. Bye. Woo! <laughs> oh man. More race jokes. Here we go. <laughs> Let's make it a hat trick. Okay, coming to the stage next. As she's been patiently waiting on the wait list, it's Ariel. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not going to do any race jokes. Like, I don't I don't think that'll work for me. Um, I had the most basic white girl accident the other day. Um, I was in a yoga class. And, you know, in hot yoga, one of the poses that you do towards the end of the class is like a lying down bow pose. And it's supposed to be like a very relaxing pose. And then you sort of like s gently kick your legs up behind you and you grab them with your hands. But I was just like in a place of way too much tension and I kicked so hard that I actually broke one of my acrylics. And it broke down at the base to where it was just, it just almost is snapped off and it started bleeding. So in this place of just calm and tranquility here I am bleeding and crying like running out of the yoga studio coming up to the front desk I broke my nail does this happen a lot and he's like no ma'am this isn't Malibu we're in Palo Alto <laughs> um that, okay that was good um I told one of my coworkers earlier today about 
how I sometimes come to this open mic at Mutiny Radio because it's an exercise in humility. You know, I work in corporate marketing, so we basically kind of suck each other's dicks all day. We, like, tell each other how amazing we are and how we're killing it and how just, like, oh, my God, you guys are rocking it with that campaign. Like, we just work so hard. Just take the rest of the day off. And then you come here, and it's, like, two people give you a, a low chuckle. And, like, that feels like you've, you've earned it a little bit more. <laughs> um, I, I kind of like that. that. That's okay. Um, so how many of y'all have seen the Barbie movie? Nobody. Crickets. Surprising. You know, I would have guessed this was a big Barbie crowd. Um, <laughs> I watched the Barbie movie. Obviously, I loved it. Um, typical. And I was thinking about what stand-up comedian Barbie would look like. You know, what would she be? She'd have, like, her little joke notebook. She'd have maybe, like, her therapist on speed dial. And, uh, you know, just generally a lot of existential angst. I think we need another, we need another descriptor for what uh, stand-up comedy Barbie look, has involved. Like, we can go in a few different directions with that, but I think there's something there. Um, let's see. Everyone knows, we talked a little bit earlier, someone was mentioning Lizzo, how Lizzo is getting sued right now, like big time. Like, ooh, scary sued. And one of the things that her dancer, dancers are alleging is that she fat shamed them, which was really surprising because she's sort of this icon of body positivity. You know, she's a bigger woman and she like is really like out there and proud about it. And one thing that occurred to me as someone who grew up doing ballet is if you're a dancer and you're being fat shamed, how do you even notice that that's happening? Like, you've just gone your whole life being, like, constantly critiqued on your body. Like, how do you even notice at some, at, after a certain point that someone is doing that in a way that is hurtful? Like, after a certain number of, like, old French or Russian ballet teachers saying, oh, Ariel, you eat too many chocolates, um, how does it even phase you after a certain point? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so my generation, millennials, and probably like Gen Z, and then the whatever comes after that, like, I don't even pay attention to what comes after that at this point. Like, none of us are having kids. Like, the economy is so bad, no one wants to have kids. But my brother, who is a few years younger than me, he and his girlfriend recently got a cat. And that cat is their baby. They have, like, no furniture in their new apartment, but they have a giant cat tree, like, several hundred dollar cat tree. It's insane. Um, I asked, I was trying to make plans with them this week, and they were like, well, we're coming to Palo Alto for a cat play date, so maybe we could meet up after our cat play date. <laughs> Cats don't fucking need a play date. Cats do not like making new friends. Cats are, like... I'm good on my own, thanks. More of a sigma, if that's like the, the lone wolf male. Like that's, that should actually be like, I'm, I'm a cat. <laughs> All right, I think that was good. Thanks so much, guys. Woo! Give it over to Ariel. Uh, it's gonna be my... 
All right, coming up to the stage, uh, he's a very funny man. It's Amber Benowitz. Woo! Got a lot of Puerto Rican jokes. You're not going to want to miss these. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what's up with these Puerto Ricans now? What if I really did that? Uh, I can make it work. Uh, I was on the, I took the bus over here. Was, uh, there's this ad going around. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's, uh, it says, has anybody ever told you you stop breathing while you sleep? And I was like, yeah, that guy's in jail now. Thank fucking God. Uh, his name's Mike. He married my mom. Uh, haven't been able to sleep since. Uh, but I have been having these, uh, had a, been having these scary dreams. A couple nights ago I had a dream. It was like demon was like holding me down. And he was like trying to stick his uh, claw finger in my asshole, and he like almost, I could like still feel the pressure. And uh, I, I came, you guys, I came. Uh, yeah, some people have wet dreams. I have wet nightmares. Um, yeah, nightmare on Cum Street. Yeah, one two, Freddy's coming on you. You know what I'm saying? Friday the Splooge Teenth. I don't know. So uh, I am a, I'm a building manager uh, I, to help with the rent. So I'm I'm a live-in rent building manager guy, and uh, I'm not I'm not a therapist. Like people, the tenants, there's 30 families in there. They think like that I can help them with their domestic issues, and uh, I have to constantly remind them I'm I just I deal with appliances. I don't like uh, this lady emailed uh, texted me last night saying that her boyfriend is letting somebody stay in their house that she doesn't know can you change the locks i was like is your boyfriend a toaster uh, <laughs> are you uh i don't have uh there aren't uh, work orders for shitty boyfriends i apologize for that try to do my best you know but i don't know maybe there are relationships are kind of like appliances right like they're hot and cold some of them are a little gassy, um, and you need a plug to turn them on. So, Ugh. did we get that? All right, hi mom. Is uh, yeah, my mom listens to this. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's in the Tenderloin. Um, I live out there. Uh, you know, I walk around the hood. You'll see like clouds of crack smoke, and I'll walk through the. I'll walk through the. I'll walk through the crack smoke and uh I'll take a hit, you know. I don't uh I don't shy away from the crack smoke. That's the that's the hardest part is buying the crack. I like I'm like a lazy crackhead. Take a hit. Uh that's how I am with a lot of things. I'm like half half in. I don't know if I want to have kids, so sometimes I'll like walk a few feet behind families just to see if I like it. Yeah. And then I get arrested or whatever. And the kid's like, yeah, I almost had a dad. Was that it for that one? <sighs> more. I thought I had more. <laughs> I hate that sound. God damn. Uh, I'm a little jittery. I drank like cold brew and white wine. Like some kind of fucking liberal elitist for loco. Ah. Um, yeah. All right, I'll leave you guys with uh, this. I was having dinner with my sister-in-law, brother. My sister-in-law's parents were there. The Her mom called my niece. Uh, she's a very blonde little kid and turns to my niece. She goes, Hitler would love this baby. And, uh, yeah, we're 
we're Jews and everything and whatever, but you know, so it got a little quiet, like it got like Anne Frank quiet, you know, it was it was a little weird, like it got a little gassy afterwards. And uh yeah, she crossed a lot of lines, guys, and all those lines made a swastika. Okay, thank you so much. Give it up for Abe, yeah, yeah. All right. Coming to the stage is a very funny lady. It's Sophia Guerra. Woo! Get up there, girl. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> Appreciate it. You can also, you can leave. It'll be the same no, experience for me. Don't, don't, don't leave. Just like I say, no, don't leave. No. <laughs> Unless you want to. Okay. <laughs> um, so my, my fiance recently had a virtual doctor's appointment that started with a call with the nurse on the phone. Hi, just in time. Um, started with a phone call with the nurse, and she was like, if you're comfortable, can you let me know what your race is? And we were still on the street. We weren't home yet. So he looks around and is like, I'm white. She was like, what was that? I couldn't hear that. I was like, yeah, babe. What did you say with some more passion? He was like, I'm white. She was like, so sorry, you cut off one more time. By the end, he was saying it so loud, some dude on the street offered him a management position. It was good for him. But then she moved on. She was like, in the case that you're incapacitated, who would you like to assign to be your emergency contact? And he looks me right in the eyes and goes, I'm not ready to make that decision yet. I, I just wrote this joke. We're going to get it, guys. I'm not ready to make that decision yet. Hold that thought. I'm not ready to make that decision yet. I was like, oh, my bad. I thought that last night when you asked me to check your scrotum for ticks, I was your emergency contact. What other gauntlet do I have to go through? If not that, you know? Whatever test do I have to pass? He was like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if I want you making my medical decisions for me because you're very indecisive. I was like, I'm indecisive? I have an emergency contact. I made that decision. You know, that was a no-brainer for me. We've been together for eight years. I know everything about him. That's why I picked my mom. Okay. Um, he has never once answered a call from an unknown number because he's scared to talk to strangers. My mom has picked up every single call from an unknown number, assuming I'm already dead. <laughs> That's emergency contact energy. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I have a friend who, he, he's very much a misogynist, and he's single, and always trying to get me to introduce him to my single female friends, and I never had because he's a misogynist and the worst. Um, I would never do that to my friends. I love them too much. But then he posted on Facebook, he was like, I will give $30,000 to whoever introduces me to my future wife. I was like, damn, for $30,000, I could buy all new friends. Okay, <laughs> I don't need them. So <laughs> then he posts a po follow-up. He's like, I'm looking for a science literate woman with a perfect hip-to-waist ratio. Like, are you looking for a wife or a racehorse? I don't understand. He's like, I'm looking for a thoroughbred woman in prime breeding condition I can trade in when she's aged out of the game. He's still single. Okay. Um, I, I was at a bar recently. There was an older guy next to me. He really wanted to talk to me. He leaned over and was like, I got to tell you one thing. You got to know this. I was like, all right. He goes, the only mistake God ever made 
was giving us eyes. I was like, that's a wild take. The, the biggest mistake, the only mistake, like for someone who's ever experienced a scrotum, that's a crazy take. Um, <laughs> he goes, that's the only mistake he's ever made. Then he goes on a 20 minute rant, rant about morality and God and judgment and all this stuff and right as I'm about to rule him out as being insane, he closes with, and that's why my favorite movie is Shrek. <laughs> I was like, this is a wild time to realize we're on the same page. <laughs> the crazy time to start agreeing. Like, we got there. It's like being like, the only mistake God ever made was the War of 1812. And that's why I don't touch kids. <laughs> like, I, we got there, you know? <laughs> we did get there. Okay, I don't have time for this one, but let's try it. Um, so, I'm. Uh, how much time do I have left? Mm, yeah, okay, I don't have time. Okay, bye! <laughs> bye! Woo! All right, I think we're going back to the waitlist because we just showed up. All right, coming to the stage next, it's Kavada Singh. Woo! Get it. No new jokes. <laughs> Someone don't look at me. Oh my God, she's like my mom. I feel like I'm just straight up disappointing her. Okay, good thing we run a show together. You can't fire me. Um, okay, my um, I was uh, I'm, I'm, I I visited my parents uh, a few weeks back, and it's weird. It's weird getting older because for the longest time your parents are they don't age, and then suddenly you go home and it's just a huge change, right? They're like wrinkly and they're small and they have spuds growing all over their face. My mom is like worried that we're going to put them in a nursing home. And I'm like, no, no, of course not. We'll put you in compost <laughs> where you belong. Okay. Nice, Spencer. Thanks for trying. Um, I am, I am, I am bi. Um, and it's weird. I feel like for me, proving that I'm, I'm bisexual is kind of like proving that I'm brown because everyone's always like, where are the receipts? You know, like, did you go to India? And I'm like, no, but I, I would like to. Um, and it's always, it's also super hard just, like, flirting with, I think, bi women in general. Like, I feel like we're just, like, two lighthouses that stare at each other because no one ever makes the first move. Um, like, I once, this, this woman was once flirting with me, and she was kind of being touchy-feely. So I was like, wait, are you flirting with me? And she was like, I don't know. Am I? And I was like, oh who's in control of the situation like what what am I supposed to do um so I did pull out uh all the stops um and I walked away <laughs> killing it all right um okay the last thing I'll s I really don't have that much um I really I really hate I really hate dentists I, I feel like I go to dentists and I already know that my day is going to go awfully. Like you go to the dentist and they charge you $5,000 and that's like after the deductible, you know. Um, but some medical care that I do like is I is getting like eye exams. Like eye care is so standardized and so affordable that you could literally buy it at a wholesale store. Like I'll leave Costco with like a $5 rotisserie chicken and a new eye prescription. And that's amazing to me. Like I can't do that with any other care. Like I can't get an MRI in between the self-checkout and 
the one dollar fifty hot dogs. You know, like it's it's amazing. Okay, um, and I think. I think it would be, um, I know a lot of my friends are nervous about like having kids, right, with this, like in this day and age, but I think it would be really fun having kids because kids always see things as like a spectacle, right? Like everything is so beautiful and amazing to them. Like they would ask all these unique questions like, mom, like why can't I fly? Or like, mom, why is the acid rain burning my face? Um, and I think it would be really fun. Um, and I think that's literally all I have. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, I'm going to start this set off with a PSA. Uh, some of the comedians may have noticed that the energy was a little low at certain times. Uh, that's because when you weren't on stage, you were outside smoking cigarettes the whole time. So, like, if you wa if everyone stayed and watched each other, then everyone would have a good set. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's a thing I noticed. Um, so ever since we've been young, they've always told us to say no to drugs. That's that's the motto. It's just say no, say no to drugs, say no to drugs. And I think that's an extremely limited answer pool. Like, you don't know the questions I'm going to get asked. That's very small-minded of you. What if they walk up and they're like, hey, Spencer, do you want to pass up on these drugs? I'll have to be like, no, it's the only thing they told me to say. Is Spencer, do you have a problem? I wish I had a problem. But no, I don't have a problem. They only tell me, Spencer, put down the gun. No, I can't. And they even chose the, I don't. So this is my brain, okay? And this is my brain on drugs. I want my brain on drugs on toast. Like I'm so hungry all the time. I don't know who was in that board meeting and they were like, oh man, I know what'll get the stoners, what'll turn them back to the, the right path breakfast like I, I didn't work I love breakfast more than I ever did I love breakfast more every day I don't eat it because I'm a lazy piece of shit uh, but I love it um, and they didn't even use the right kind of eggs are you trying to tell me that a drug addiction is over easy it's not it's a long and arduous journey it's hard to get over them like, they had a softball pitch, and it's like, this is my brain. Make them scrambled. Come on, this is my brain on drugs. Fucking scrambled, you know? You're a shell of a person. The yoke's on you. Okay, that's just a couple extra egg puns at the end there. I don't know what it is about not giving someone a cigarette that turns them from the best friend you've ever had to the worst enemy you've ever met immediately. Just like the nicest old man. All right. How are you, young man? Do you, uh, do you, do you uh, no, I'm doing great. Do you have a cigarette? No, I don't have an extra one. Ah, fuck you and everyone you've ever loved. Why? Why so quick? And I found out the way um, 
to get back at people who want cigarettes. It's just to fourth grade teacher them. <laughs> you have to use their own language again. So they're like, hey, do you have a cigarette? Yes, I do. Then you wait. Okay, because they're going to keep asking questions. That's not going to work. And they're going to be like, hey, do you have an extra one? Ah, no, they gave me the right amount. Can I buy one? Uh, probably. The store has lots of them. Oh, fuck you. Well, not at this point. I only fuck people that have cigarettes. Okay, I'm going to stop there. There's not a lot of people. I appreciate you guys for staying. Uh, okay, everybody, go home. <laughs>
Thank you.